few of you may remember the story I told a number of years ago. Uh, it's probably something that I tell as much as anything as, as a story because I find it so inspiring. I was down in Charleston, South Carolina for a Pasquani gathering at the Mortons. And as I was walking around the harbor and the battery at the tip of Charleston, I came across a historical marker about someone named Robert Smalls. Robert Smalls was a slave on a Confederate transport ship. And one night, while the Confederate officers were ashore, Smalls had planned with the other slaves on the ship to disguise them. He disguised himself as the captain and early in the morning, at probably about four o'clock, because they didn't want it to be too early because transport ships weren't moving in the harbor too early, but not too late so it was light enough for people to see who they were. He dressed up as the captain. They went to a nearby dock, met their families, got their families on board the ship, sailed past five Confederate he knew the secret code. They sailed past five Confederate forts in the harbor, then got out to the Union blockade on the outside and were worried that the Union was, Navy was going to fire on them, but they had, a, they had a white flag up on the deck and they were about to fire, but then saw the flag and didn't. And they got out there and when the captain heard what had happened, uh, he enlisted the crew as the crew for the ship, but this time to work in the Union Navy. And so they were back in a battle later on, and he appointed somebody named Nicholson to be, uh, to be captain of that ship. Well, in a battle later on, Nicholson thought they were gonna be captured and he was about to surrender the ship to the Confederacy. And the slaves on the ship, former slaves, said, you know, thought, all right, well, this may be prison for you, but this is not prison for us. This will be death for us. And they mutinied. They took over the ship and they got away from the Confederates. The Captain, the head of the Union Navy, on hearing about this, removed Nicholson and made Robert Smalls the captain. And he served on that ship uh, for much of the, uh, the rest of the war. In addition, he went uh, and traveled and spoke and helped to persuade Lincoln that former slaves should be fighting in the Army. He also got some reward money for turning over this ship, and with it, he bought the home he was born in, the, the home of his former master. And he then later in his life provided housing for his former master's widow so that she could live there for the rest of her days. Uh, Smalls went on to be a founder of the Republican Party of South Carolina, 
He then became a state senator. He then became a representative to the United States House. Pretty impressive. This is a guy who didn't say, I've never done that before, so I'm not going to try. His life was a constant example of somebody who went out and grabbed opportunities and made opportunities. Perhaps not as dramatically as Robert Smalls, but probably in our lives we all know somebody who, who is good at this sort of thing, who can, is not daunted by trying something new, who will dive in, who will take a trip to a country far away, who will take risks because he knows he'll grow from it. One of the great things about this community is that we're small enough to know each other well, well enough to watch that happen. Oh, I'm just not good at that. That's not something that Robert Smalls would have said. He'll figure out a way to get good at it. In this first talk, I'd like to, to, to mention a grad school professor of mine, Carol Dweck, who found that when somebody thought they could grow, that our abilities, our intelligence, our ability to sail a boat, our ability in math, we thought the ability to figure out a puzzle. If we saw that as a challenge, if we saw ourselves as able to figure things out and to keep growing, we welcomed challenge. If we thought our abilities were fixed, if we thought there, there wasn't going to be any possibility of that growth, we avoided challenge because it would make us appear not smart or not able. Robert Smalls is saying to us, go after it. Don't let it bother you that you're not good at it yet. You will get good at it. We can all take control of our ships. Take them where we want to go. And sometimes circumstance will interrupt that, but we should just keep working through it. What if we had teachers who had that fixed mindset? You know, you're just not very smart. Or you're just not a good writer. You're not good at math. Well, you just don't know how to throw a baseball. That's it. Teachers that have that kind of mindset aren't going to be much help to us. We shouldn't have that kind of thinking or accept that kind of thinking from people around us, and we also shouldn't accept it from ourselves. I'm not good at that yet. Coming into this community, and I think we've seen this already, We've learned from people from different places, different backgrounds. Nobody has the perspective and point of view that you have. 
It's one of the magical things about communities. They can't work with just one kind of person. They only work when we have people with different interests and different abilities. And to be our best, our community needs us. They need each of us to be at our best. And our best is constantly changing, it's constantly growing. Mary Oliver, in one of her poems, said, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? In her poem, The Wild Geese, at the start, she says, you do not have to be good. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination. Calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over, announcing your place in the family of things. What is it we plan to do with this one wild and precious summer, which will be over before we know it? Anybody who's been here in a previous season knows how it accelerates, how it gets faster. We have a wealth of opportunities. Former camper and counselor John Wood once said to the new boys on opening day, you may not understand it now, but you are among the most fortunate people in America. I've, I've heard people at different times say, wow, well, why, why do I get to do this? Why is it me that gets to do this? Any one of us could ask that question, but we were, we were lucky and fortune has us here. And what's our responsibility is to take advantage of that opportunity that we've got. Uh, Jack received an email last week from a former camper and he, he said this, I lost a lot from not returning to the hillside for that last and most crucial summer. Call it my biggest regret in life so far. It makes me howl to think of what I lost with that mistake, from the memories and the laughs to the lessons and opportunities. All that time during my 15-year-old summer, I felt like I was missing out on things happening elsewhere. So if you can, drill this into the heads of those boys. This guy's not all that old. He's <laughs> probably about 18. Um, you only get Pasquani for five years. Six if you're lucky. Don't waste it. Appreciate it. Savor it to the last second because you can never go back to camp when it's all over. I wish I could go on another expedition or work at the lathe with Dave and Ted, stopping by every now and then to give some sage advice or spend a perfect afternoon with Townley picking blueberries or writing a skit, which will be coming up very soon. Make sure that these guys appreciate what they've got because it's all too temporary. Two and a half years ago, another alum wrote in his college essay, that's more than two and a half years now, many people think that camp is nothing more than canoeing and arts and crafts. 
but for me, it is where I've been taught my best lessons, gained my best values, and made my best friends. Feel the growth in that statement. Many of us feel this way. An opportunity for all. Even the oldest among us. And we're getting pretty old, bubbles. <laughs> Even the oldest among us feel ourselves grow if we stretch ourselves at Pasquani. One of our opportunities this summer and in our lives is to navigate, explore, and become good in something. Maybe a few things. This is one of the adventures before us. Beverly Tatum, who was a college classmate of mine, president emeritus of Spelman College, spoke at Wesleyan's graduation in 2017. She quoted Fred Beekner and paraphrased Tom Thomas Jefferson when she said, May you find for yourselves that place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. The place where your deep gladness meets the world's deep need. We should explore what fascinates us and match it to the need of the people around us. Maybe it's by teaching something we love. When you teach something you love, everybody grows, including the person doing the teaching. The principal at Concord High School contracted ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, in 2016. When somebody asked how he was dealing with it, he said that it helped him when he heard someone point out that most of us are temporarily enabled. We go from being frail as a baby to being frail in old age. But there's this period of time in between when we can grow and develop and do things. And that is precious time. What are we going to do with the time we have? In the words of the psalm, are we going to number our days, make them count, carpe diem? I try to say carpe diem to myself every morning getting out of bed. Seize the days that we have. And many of you, I haven't seen it, I've just heard this one song uh, from the Broadway play Hamilton, in which Alexander Hamilton announces, I'm not throwing away my shot. We're not throwing away our shot this summer. You don't have to wait. I'll ask my annual question, what's the most important time in human existence? Now. Now. You don't have to be an adult. You can start being a musician, an author, a sailor, a ball player, an actor, an explorer right now. And you don't have to do it perfectly. I'll ask my other annual question. How many people here are going to make a mistake this summer? Okay. We all are going to make a mistake. That's, we got that out of the way. All right. We got that out of the way. We must dispel from our minds the idea that strong people never make mistakes. Richard Needham says, strong people make as many and as ghastly mistakes as weak people. The difference is that strong people admit them, laugh at them, and learn from them. 
That is how they become strong. Making mistakes is a part of learning and growing. Confucius said, our greatest strength is not in never failing, but in rising every time we fall. If things are too easy, challenge yourself some more. If you're not making mistakes, probably means things are too easy. Teddy Roosevelt said, the man who never makes a mistake is the man who never does anything. And I like to recall each, each summer the things that we say to ourselves to keep us from trying something new, to talk ourselves out of trying something new. What are some of those things we say to ourselves? Carlos? It's not for me. It's not for me. This just isn't me. Charlie? Somebody else could do it better. Somebody else is better for the job. Peter? I won't be able to do it. Matt? It's too hard. Burke? I don't want to do it. Oh, uh, okay, Bennett? Sorry? I'll be embarrassed. Damien? I'll never be good at it. DJ? No way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. Okay, we are experts at talking ourselves out of doing things and make, giving ourselves reasons for not doing them. Let's recognize that when we're saying to, those things to ourselves. It's bad enough when somebody else is saying it to us. It's even worse when we're doing it ourselves. Will we take advantage of these things we have? So as you can probably tell, the topic this summer is the traditional one, opportunity and our responsibility to seize it and courage in seizing those opportunities. First step, stop and think. In a way, that's what we're doing right here. Stop and think. What will I do with my one wild and precious summer? Since Mr. Ned's day, we've had the progression, which a number of you spoke, and most recently Martin was saying how much he has been hearing in his head and how valuable this quotation is. Stop and think, and then you sow, you plant that thought, and you reap, you harvest the act. So you sow a thought, and you reap an act. You sow an act, and you reap a habit. You sow a habit, and you reap a character. And you sow a character, and you reap a destiny. You've got to sow those thoughts with care. Hans Selle said, to make a great dream come true, you must first have a great dream. The idea is to seek a vision that gives you purpose in life, and then to implement that, ver that vision. Prayers in Dana, it's a time that gives, you, that gives you an opportunity to think about the day that we've had in the past, our day to come. What are our dreams? What do we want to become? So is chapel. What do I want to achieve? To swim, to sail, to row, to meet people, to get to know them, to sweep a dorm, to grow as a leader, to teach others. 
any one of those things, very specific and very big, every one of us from 11 years old to 76 can do. Our days are short and precious. The summer will fly. But there are also those uncertainties. Will I be able to do it? Will people here like me? Will I be able to reach that goal? Sometimes we do fear them because of fear and making mistakes. But trying despite our fears is courage. And it's essential in learning. The courage to try new things, the courage to take a stand. So to be a strong community, we must also encourage each other. Put courage in each other. So now is the most important time in human existence. Now is the time to try something new, to lift those beams, to sail that ship, to lift and encourage another person. Now's the time to wake our souls, stretch every nerve, to fuel the steamship, to get that engine and set off. Now's the time to make each day a masterpiece. So what will you do with your one wild and precious summer? The greatest shop projects are yet to be constructed. The greatest skits are yet to be written. The greatest sailing races are yet to be run and the strongest communities are yet to be built, and they are to be built by you.